Hello and welcome to this week's Boytown podcast. Now this week we don't have our normal, regular co-host, the man boy Cheeky, the money toad. It's myself and my special guest this week. Aaron McCann, the reason Shane's off is because it's his birthday week and he would rather do anything really than spend time with me and you guys. No need joking, he was very busy. He was doing a TV show this week and then he had his birthday doing his own podcast, other podcast. Busy guy, but listen, don't worry, because our special guest, co-host, is going to be great. So guys, please welcome to the podcast, once he joins into the Zoom meeting, it'll be Aaron McCann. Aaron, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? I can, but I can't see you. I cannot see you. This is very panicky. second now. Hang on a wee second now. Technology, there he is. Oh, and he's gone. Again, all that excitement. <laughs> he just pops in straight out again. Is it that on purpose? Get, keep the kind of, you know, emotions flying high. I know. How are you doing? Welcome to the Boy Town Podcast. It looks like you're in some sort of 18th century country home. <laughs> I mean, I am. Like, that's kind of the mood we go for here at Casa del McCann. I like that. Um, were you responsible for the... The, the fittings, or was that maybe your mother or father's choice? This was a, an executive choice from mum and dad, I would say. Nice. Um, well, it looks very smart. You look very grand there. Thank um, you very much. I'd like to have a fire in the background. That's the only thing that takes away from it, I feel like. Yeah, the only thing I would say that if you did have a fire, I don't think there's anything to really hold a fire in that particular yeah. area. So it would just be <laughs> arson, really. But uh, where are you? Are you like in a are you in like a hut that your daughter made like like bed sheets? No, what I do is whenever I record the podcast, I just go out into the forest, and this is the <laughs> deepest, darkest forest. No, what actually, I'm in my dining room, so this is like just a real nice, nice curtain I have, and you know, some people. Now who sits have, in that chair? Oh, this is me, the head of the table, mate. I am here. I just look down the table and take care of business. Lovely. I like that. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast, first and foremost. How are you? I'm doing good, mate. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, no, it's uh, a pleasure. It's Shane's birthday, that's why. We'll take, how's he celebrating? He is, I think, sitting in the house watching Netflix with his wife. Um, I think that's nice. what he's doing tonight. He's been filming for his previously show during the day, and he's had a couple of other podcasts that he's done. So, you know, on this occasion, I'll let him off with it. You know, I'll let him. Yeah, I'll let him go, and can also birthday, like. also fuck him. But um, <laughs> just get that out there. So yeah, you're on. Um, and for those that don't really know, people are probably thinking, what a what a time to see us together on a podcast. And some people won't know this, but we actually did a podcast together back in the day. Don't tell. Oh people yeah, o- about OG, that. the OG <laughs> fans will know, mate. The OG yeah. people know about Fathead and the Big Dog. Oh what I mean, what a great what a great podcast that was. <laughs> Possibly the greatest show name of all time, greatest poster of all time. Like the fact that we didn't win an Edinburgh Award for our poster, it nope. was just like just supposed to show. Who was it that mugged us off? Remember, we had a big like, like PR campaign to try and get that to, to win the award, and then some other guy that we were like that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Do you remember who that was? Actually, can't. No, I was fucking. I remember just seeing the post go up, and I was just like, that poster is. Might have been Kai Humphreys, actually, would it have been? Actually, <laughs> yeah, and, and he got the whole of life to vote. Yeah, and he got everybody <laughs> asking that. His posters, it's basic at best. Well, we've got this cartoon style, um, just iconic poster, and then he comes along with just his stupid smiling Geordie face. Vote for me, mate. 
nah, don't vote for us. Get the book. Yeah, and I tell you what, I'm not going back then because of it. You know my rules, if I don't get what I want, I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. Gone. Oh, so yeah, I'm that was that, that was the most fun Edinburgh though. I feel like like I did it last year mm-hmm. and although I really enjoyed it and like it was my first like hour show, it's definitely it's it's definitely half the crack if you're doing a solo show, I yeah, would say. I would say so. And I mean, I te- you, you can step in here because it wasn't at the last fringe, but when I looked at the booklet, it seemed to me that there weren't as many like international acts coming over as there would have been the year we were there. Like the year we were there was one of the like the best year for like people doing shows and like the amount of great shows we saw while we were in Edinburgh. Was oh yeah, the, the year we were there was insane. Like I saw... What was it, Louis C.K., Amy Schumer, and Bill Burr? Like, like yeah. you'd never get that again. Like, no. Well, and and they were, again, I missed out on Amy Schumer because one of my friends' mum's passed away, so I had to go home early and do the right thing. What are you drinking? Just that's straight up milk. Oh, I sir. <laughs> See, pe- people sometimes think that the culture thing's a gimmick. Nah, it's legit. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm about this life. You just gotta reach back and pull out a baked potato. <sighs> Get in the problem is though is like I'm not like like if I could show you outside of my house, like mm-hmm. we live on tarmac, so I'm not like an I'm not like proper culture, but like to Belfast people, this is very culture. So and basically, I, I get it. In like probably fifty years time, the actual cultures in the fields are gonna be fucking statues of you in the ocean. You fucking actual cultures <laughs> at own houses. Fuck you, turncoat <laughs> you <terrible> bastard. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're just sitting there in your 18th century manner looking out into the fields of cultures just pulling plies, being like, bring me potatoes and milk, you fucks. You peasants. <laughs> oh, that's a problem. Oh like, I could get on board with that culture if I, if I went out to, to the country, albeit it would melt, I would still try and go for, for the sort of, you know, I'm still better than you culture, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, you're, you're I saw a five-star tweet today. It was like, um, Gucci have brought out a pair of shorts that are identical to the County Mayo ga shorts. Oh. And someone retweeted it and just said, culture appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, why the fuck did no one think of that for a show name? Speaking of, of, of ga wear and like outfits and stuff, I, do, I need to know this, right? Well, who, it's like the old adage, who came first, the chicken or the egg? Who was first for the three stripes? Was it O'Neill's or was it Adidas? Here. That's, here. that's, a, that's a loaded question, man. I actually do not know. Because, I mean, you'd expect one of them to be going after the other, but they seem to be, like, coexisting. You know, they seem to be, like, you do you and we'll do us with the exact same branding on our sleeves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a bit of me thinks it must be O'Neill's first because, I mean, this might split the room here, but you know me, I'll say it. I feel like it's the 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 like O'Neill shirts throughout history haven't been renowned as being, let's say, fashionable. You know, like you look at them sometimes. Hey, you look at them and go, they're not like they're not sexy. They're not like you know football kits, like sort of like. No, they are like they've made a comeback. They've made no, a comeback. Listen, people wear them. That's fair. They're, they because for what they represent, you know, they fucking love what they wear and they're back no matter. But they don't look good unless they've no, rebranded it, them. It, they they kind of have like because of uh, normal people. 
Right, so that okay. Paul Maskell fella, like there's a picture of him. Like he's, he's oh, like the flavor I, of the month at the minute. I thought you meant just people who weren't in the GAA, like normal people. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> just for normal people. I don't know. <laughs> us in our mansions. See, for people like us that might decide, you know, hey, it's kind of like, you know, when people go down to those protests, the Black Lives Matter, be like, listen, we're not the same, but I support you. It's kind of like when Protestants wear the gas shirts, they're like, listen, I know we're not the same, but yeah. you're back. Yeah, I'll never understand, <laughs> but I'm here. I'm here for you. Yeah, and tell you Dude, what, that's hilarious. Slick, <laughs> but yeah. So normal people is that? That's a phenomenon. I have not got on because you know I'm very much a. I'm like an old man now. If I see something's a fad, I'll go. Fuck that! I'm not watching that shit. Which I kind of respect to a degree, mm-hmm. yes. But I think like normal people is um, it's it's a really good show, especially for something that's set over here. You're like fucking hell. This is like this is really good. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy it anyway, but it's real lovey-dovey and stuff, Davey. So, you know, you got to be in the right mind frame, I think, to watch it and not be like, this is shite. But listen, I, I'm a kind of guy who, in my time, have like enjoyed, say, the Twilight franchise. So, Oh, well, then you'll enjoy this. Right, okay. Um, is, it, is it a comedy? It's a much better love story than Twilight. It's, uh, no, it's not a comedy. But So the reason why sort of gag here is making us a bit of a comeback, you know, with people is uh, normal people, yeah. With normal people, <laughs> is the fact that like so you know that people would have like say like Timothy Chalamet, he was like a white boy flavor of the month, wasn't he for a while? I like, don't know who that is. <laughs> Was he the guy that said he got beaten up by a load of Make America Great Again folk? No, that was just his. <laughs> I mean, they're both. To be fair, yeah. both, both terrible names. <laughs> But right. what's this guy's name? I'm gonna look him up. Uh, Timothy Chamelet. Timothy Chamelet. Sh- Timothy Chamelet. Oh, he does. He doesn't even spell his name properly. All right. Okay. What's he all about? Timothy. It's very boy time. That. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's very boy time. Let me see. He's very boy time. And he's got an uncle called Rodman Fender. Is it or no Flander? Damn. Fuck's sake. He was in, in a load of shite, Lady Bird, that must have been the thing that popped him off, was it? Probably, yeah. Uh, so, like, he was Flavor of the Month, does that mean all, all, everyone fancied him? Is that basically... Yeah, it? essentially, like, it's, right, like, okay. you know, heavy memed and stuff, a lot of, like, uh, heavy, like, fan accounts following him and stuff like that. Mm. I feel like at the minute, for over here anyway, the Flavor of the Month is Paul Masco. And okay. there's, a, there's a picture of him, right? You know the way people, like, take, like, candid photos of mm-hmm. celebrities walking about and it's like oh he's just so perfect because he's yeah. like you know not even trying there's one of paul maskell and he's walking about and he's got in his hand like uh a sandwich a packet of prong cocktail crisps and he's wearing them like white gas shorts mm-hmm. and then all the girls in the comments are like oh i'm not looking at york you know like out there <laughs> those explicit comments hey yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like when a 45-year-old woman get randy and they say, like... <laughs> fucking... Wouldn't mind fucking... A, a fucking line of cock, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wouldn't mind pulling those shorts down and eating his ass, that sort of stuff, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean, I wouldn't mind fucking sticking a fucking peg up his hole, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 
69 and him from reverse. Uh. <laughs> oh, mate, by the way, by the way, can I just say, right? You you know both my parents, right? Oh no, uh, how does this lead <laughs> from that last statement into this? I don't know. <laughs> my ma, right? My ma, right? Completely like removed from society. Like she doesn't keep up with anything. She doesn't like listen to any like. She's not in the know about anything. Mm. She's just like, you know, I'm living here with my family and I watch uh, the two shows she watches, right? You'll enjoy this. The only two shows she watches is uh, Keep It Up With The Kardashians and Little People, Big World, which is a reality show with doors. I love that. And uh, so the, the two things, are the, and what, what do you prefer? Do you watch any of with her? I have sat down for a few episodes of little people big world and it'll be one of those things where like do you ever like right do you ever throw on a show and then someone's kind of watching it with you but they're on their phone yeah and then like throughout the show they're like asking questions uh-huh. and you're like ah that's how you get them in you just throw it on anyway while they're on mm-hmm. their phone that's happened to me with mum whereby i'll be on my phone being like how do you watch this shit yeah. and then like looking for instagram and then one of the characters will say something, I'm like, is he riding her line? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got nabbed by 90 Day Fiance. That's how I got caught by it. I went in Explain just... this show to me. Right. Oh, but it's a, it's, I think there's a franchise, right? And I think it's 90 Day Fiance is a franchise, but there is like variations of it. So what I'm watching, I think, is actually called 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Which okay. I don't I don't know the premise, but basically it's like just a load of Americans who have basically decided met online these people that they want to marry. So they like propose and then once they propose, there's the ninety days from then until they do the wedding on the show. But before the ninety days is obviously just when they just meet and stuff. So it's just basically a load of Americans and like a lot of people from all around the world. So at the minute you've this guy David who is like in his sixties. And you know, classic dyed black hair, real cheeser guy, and he's been <laughs> he's been in a relationship, okay, for seven nice. years with this bird called Lana in Russia, right? But he's never met her. No, sorry, Ukraine. But he's never met her, and he's been there five times to meet her, and every time she's kind of ditched on him, and it's cost him over a hundred grand, um, messaging her because it's on an exclusive website, so he has to pay to chat to her. So it's cost him a guts of a hundred grand. So he. In this series, he's gone back to see her, and shock horror didn't show. So that's one. You have this guy, Big Ed, who's this, you might have seen him. He's like, he's the meme guy off the show. He's this weird kind of like guy who doesn't really have a neck. It's just like connected to his body, and he can't kind of. But he's met nice. this Filipino girl called Rose, and he's just so rude, and she's so rude to him, and it's just very funny. Then you have a guy, Soldier Boy, not Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy, a rapper. Right from Nigeria, who is sort of, I think he's like his, his mid-twenties, and he's got engaged to this woman called Baby Love Lisa, who is like 60 and American and just a real bitch. So, I mean, <laughs> at its core, you're thinking, <laughs> these guys are looking visas, but there's a bit more to it than that, but it's, it's very yeah. enjoyable. And like, like you say, with what happened to you, I went in to sit with Catherine and she was watching it and I was just filling on my phone and there's this woman on and she's an American woman and she had like her backstory was quite sad her husband died and you know she's just trying to get back on the game again 
and start dating and met this guy called Williams. So I right. don't know whether it's his name's Williams or just her name, Williams, but I enjoy it. And I was listening to her talking about Williams being like, oh, well, Williams won't go on FaceTime with me and stuff. And he just, and like all the photos of this guy, it was like Dave Batista. It might have actually been his images. <laughs> He's was like, this is Williams. And you're like, nah, that's definitely not Williams. So I, I was asking my wife questions. I was like, so what's the, what's the deal with him? Or, and she's like, why don't you just watch it? And I was like, yeah, I've asked about 10 questions here and I kind of want to know. So that's me trapped. And then I just watch it every week religiously you now and I love it. That's how they get you, man. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but uh, <laughs> sorry, keep going. Like some reality shows, I just can't have. Like the Kardashians, they can get fucked. But can't watch 90 it. Days, nah, I, I can't have them at all. And another one I love on Netflix, which again is definitely a Boytown topic Selling Sunset. Have you ever seen it? Oh, uh, dude, I love Selling Sunset. Oh, you love it? I love it. It's fantastic. Yes, let's talk about that because I've got Shane to start watching it <laughs> and he's on episode three, but oh, what a show it is. Um, I watched it a right while ago because I remember like coming back from LA and being like, kind of like, you know, like, fuck's sake, I want to watch something to remind me of it. And then literally looked up like Los Angeles and Sound Sunset was one of the first shows. Yeah. So I just put it on and was like, this is like the best show I've ever made. Oh, it's 10 out of 10, isn't it? <laughs> It's unbelievable. Like, oh. first of all, for the houses alone, you're sitting uh-huh. there being like, fucking hell, it's unreal. And then with the drama that's happened in all the girls' lives all the time. Okay, and like, the there bitching. was one girl, I remember one of the girls was like, she had like a party or something, or like they had like a party for her. And then like Rouse just kicked off there because one of them like took a house that the other one was going to, I can't remember what the fuck happened, yeah. but yeah, it's just like a I bunch love- of drama rolled into a very normal job. I know, but that's the thing. It's like, at the basis of it, you're looking at it going, they're just a load of, to be fair, sexy women, who these two wee midget twin brothers who own the, own the business are just like, all we do is hire sexy women. And that's how they sell houses and it works for them. Yeah. And these guys yeah. have like this, I was trying to explain to Shane the other day, I was like, there's a weird relationship like where the brothers are like, they have it like a big family, but also the brother is like an ex of one of the girls. And then she's now getting married to this super sexy guy, Romaine, who is That's my favorite character. So weird. Yeah. yeah. But see, the bit whenever there was, they were getting married, but he had proposed to her with like like a, an artificial ring or something. And all the girls were obviously like, what a tramp, like what the fuck? He obviously doesn't love you. He's not getting <laughs> diamonds. And then he just took that real thick and just refused flat out. He's like, nah, she's not fucking coming to my wedding. And, and the, his wife was like, but I work with her every day. And he's like, I don't give a fuck, she's not coming. I was like, oh no. And then they had the big party where the two of them had to meet. And the, the, the woman was like, I'm going to go and speak to him and apologize and clear the air so I can come to the That's wedding. That's right, yeah. And she just sat down yeah. with him and he was just like, Nathalie, you can do fuck off. And I was like, oh. <laughs> And I enjoyed it because he's a French guy. So he doesn't, I don't think he grasps like subtlety in the language too well. And yeah. he just, it was just great television. Very, very Which, enjoyable. you know what? That that can happen a lot is like uh, people with like English as their second language. Yeah. They can come across as really sly sometimes. Oh yeah. And because uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember in, in that like house I lived in with like forty people. Yeah. One of the girls was uh, talking about um, like she was like so she came to LA and she was like trying to be a screenwriter. But she'd looked into maybe like doing modeling. But she said it as like she she was like at the hang and she was like, Yeah, I'm thinking about like doing a bit of modeling, like kinda mm-hmm. joking. 
yeah. and one of the girls, like she spelled like me or you, like, <laughs> and uh, one of the girls, Claire, Claire, who was like French, but like had English as a second language, she was like, but Leah, you would not have model figure. And everyone was just like, and everyone's like, oh, no, she, sure, it's only her second language. She wouldn't know what she's yeah. doing. And I'm like, fuck that. She just like roasted her in front of everybody. But I like what it. What talking about? And then, again, I, I find, like, people who's... Like, I used to live with uh, a housemate who's Spanish. In fact, and a French. I just was the cosmopolitan guy back in the day. But my um, my Spanish housemate, Miriam, she was just, like... No one has ever been slyer to, to me in my life than her. And, <laughs> and she was my mate, you know what I mean? It was like... Yeah. Like, you'd come in and she'd be like, why the fuck are you wearing that? And I'd be like, because well, this is how I dress. She goes, you look fucking stupid. And I'd be like... <laughs> what do you mean by that she goes fucking stupid and then huff and i'd be like why is she and then she wasn't actually just huffing that was just her demeanor she was just like was fucking stupid and i'd be like all right and i'll tell you the funniest my my housemate eve of two funny stories with him hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast because this first story is oh, sly right so me and my other housemate Daniel decided we were going to go out for the night for pints. Said to Eve, Eve, do you want to come with us? And he was like, No, <laughs> I'm going to stay. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm going to stay and do some work. And I went, No worries. So we went out and then, like, we maybe got, like, I live just off of Lisburn Road. So we maybe got from my house, which is like four houses deep, to the Lisburn Road. And I was like, Oh, fuck, I forgot my ID. So at the time, you're a student. I, did, I didn't look 70 like it, like it did doing all right. So I went, had to go back to my ID. We went back in. As soon as we got in the door, all you heard was a big bang. Like, like well, what had happened? We went to the living room. He was clearly in the living room watching just, Babe Station was on the TV. So it was on TV, but he had heard us coming. And his natural reaction, rather than to hide and turn the TV off, was to just dive on the floor. So he's just on the floor, face down. And we're like, all right, mate, just getting that idea here. Well, well, fully, fully in the background, all you hear is, you fucking dirty bastard. You fucking, you love it. You fucking ring me on this. And we were just like, what is this? It's one of the funniest moments of my life. He just reacted so weird to it, stove on the floor, and just let the babe station keep going. Couple of things there, right? First of all, <laughs> what year was this? Like, ballpark? Probably about... 2010 or 11, maybe 10 years ago, yeah. Okay, so mobile mobile phone porn is a thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And yet this guy... <laughs> Listen, you know, some, sometimes the softcore is all you want. And maybe it was the fact that he could just do it in the living room might have been the, the thing he was in. Or maybe, maybe he, yeah. Or he might have just like been watching it for the storyline. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just be like, oh, I wonder what they will talk about today. <laughs> so no joke, no joke. Here's some uh, local gossip for you, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, local whoa. tea. There's a fella that lives a couple of parks down from me, right? Yeah. And obviously, no names being given here, but um, he actually ran up a bill of I think it was like over. It was like something ridiculous for like Babe Station and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But to the point where. Like, it was so ridiculous that you're like, the only way that you could run up a bill that much for Babe Station would be as if you had like a proper relationship with the woman whereby you're calling her up and she's like, oh, so how, how, did, how did Jane do in her piano exam? <laughs> <Stuff> yeah. <like that. laughs> 
Like you don't ring a woman up that much in Baby Station. And also like, finally the fact that he dumps her on the floor. And like an old boy, like Yeah, so that's the thing, he doesn't even have like he couldn't just go even need yeah. to like properly reload it over time. Like you couldn't just be fucking keep going, fucking keep me going. Did I ever tell you just real quick about uh my mate who who spent a lot of money? I was nearly saying his name there, but this might be too far. But he's let's just say he, he has spent guts of six grand in strip clubs, right? On two different occasions. The first he spent like a, a grand and a half because and then it was just because he basically paid for like a load of strippers to just sit topless and drink Dom Perignon with him, which is <laughs> What a baller! <laughs> <laughs> but the second time, right? This is 10 out of 10. I think I might have told it in the podcast before, but I don't know if I've told you. But we were on a stag do, right? And we ended up, I mean, I thought it was a nightclub. I ended up in a strip club. Oh, what am I like? <laughs> and we were just kind of, but I tell you what, it was industrial. You know, it was, it was three floors of just tits. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, wall to wall ditties everywhere you look. You near have an eye out, right? And um, because of the aircon as well. But we were uh, we were in the lower floor, and that was fine. And then one of our mates had gone to to just do whatever you do, and it came to the night that was sort of starting to close close up and stuff. And like you know, you know, you know, you're in a strip club too late. Whenever the lap dancers are like out with the with the kitchen roll, just cleaning the pole down, being like, right, lads, time to fucking go home here. Yeah. All right, so we we're like, okay, where's our where's our mate? So we were like, right, we'll go and find him, tell him we're going. So we went to like up the stairs to the the like second floor where the private dances go on, and we're like, is our mate in there? He looks like this, and they were like, no, nah, I've not seen a guy like that. You could maybe try up another set, and I was like, didn't even know there was a third floor, and they were like, oh, there's a third floor, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so me and another mate, we went up the third floor and there was a bouncer who like you'll know this reference he was built exactly like probably more muscular but similar looking physique and everything to bobby lashley the wrestler i, I swear to god i yeah. predicted saying bobby <laughs> yeah. lashley i don't but know he, how or why he was just this really big muscly black ball man and like really uh-huh. intense with sunglasses on, and I was like, it was already kind of dark, you know. So he, he didn't need them on unless he had like some sort of fucking cataract. <laughs> but went up, <laughs> and we were like, oh, we're just looking for our friend. He looks like this, and he goes, one minute, and we went, all right. So then we're kind of standing there, and he just went behind this curtain, and then behind this door, and we're like, and then he comes back again, and he's like, he was like, yes, your friend is there. And we were like, sweet, can you tell him that we're we're heading here? And he goes <laughs> And he goes behind the curtain in the door, we're sort of standing there. Comes back out, looks at us like this, and delivers it exactly like this. He goes, <clears throat> Your friend, he wants to stay. And we went, <laughs> All right. So, so we went. And obviously didn't see him again at all. We were starting to stress out. The next day we were going home. We're like, where is he? And he did appeared on the flight. So he didn't have anything with him. He didn't have any bags. He just had himself in a football shirt, pair of shorts, and a peak cap. We were like, what the fuck's going on with you? And he was just like, I just basically left there. It was great. I made it here. Don't worry. And then we sort of asked him sort of what went on. And let's just say a lot of, a lot of, uh, 
Jiggery Pokery went on up there. He uh, said there was like okay. a tarpaulin sheet laid out and lots of baby oil, naked people just rubbing and grinding on him, on each other, whatever. But he said the weirdest thing was he still had to pay for like tears of service. <laughs> right? So, yeah, so... So yeah, so they were like, wait, what, what else do you want? So, but he said that it was all fine, except there was a dude in there in a tuxedo, right? With a tray, like a fucking silver tray with a card machine on it. So <laughs> he was on the ground dude, and then every so often this guy would come over to him and be like, would you like some more, sir? And then just hold out the crown. And he would be saying, he'd be in there again, <laughs> getting himself jacked off and just having to put the pen in, being like, oh, yeah, definitely do more. <laughs> And then he goes, oh, and then when we're about home awake, he was like, oh, the bank's phoned me. And I was like, all right, what's happening? He goes, oh, I said, uh, uh, I'm fucking bankrupt. And I went, what did you do? And he goes, I don't know, but just there's been some strange uh, transactions on the card. And I went, did it happen to be in this place? And he went, yeah. And I go, were they strange? And he goes, yeah. And I went, did they happen? And he went, between you and me, yes, but to the bank, no. And I went, all right. <laughs> but it was just such a weird just think that that's some guy's job to just he's probably sitting there going fuck's sake this is more you know just like that's his job did he get his money back he got a good a good whack of it eh? fucking so. hell dude that's that's uh that's that's actually like that's the best <laughs> business setup i've ever heard of yeah it's just uh while you're getting sucked ah someone comes over with a card <laughs> machine being like do you want another one of those and i mean like that's the thing like if he had been like I'm all right. Would they have just like casually stopped and then had to like get up and like get a towel and fucking get all yeah. the oil off and be like, right, mate, see you later. And he'd be just slipping around this tarpaulin sheet yeah. being like, I'm straight. He's like, no, I'm all right. And they're like, right, boys, pack up shop. <laughs> the guy at Tuxedo just goes, fucking dicky boy. Thank fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fader and I'm free. Uh, but nah, I think that's probably, I mean, that's the time to get you. See if you're going to sign up for anything. You'll sign up for it if you've got a right. Like, see if I'm Mark oh, yeah. Spencer's. If I'm Marks and Spencer's buying the grocery and I have a wee bit of a chub on when I'm paying, they go, would you like a Marks and, Sp- a Marks and Sparks card? And I'd be like, what for? And they're like, loyalty. And I say, absolutely, because I've got a route. <laughs> what does it entitle me to? You know, fucking sign there. You know, anything. <laughs> but, I mean, but that's just the natural way. The man only has so much blood in his body. It only either goes to the head or to the head. And if it's not in this head, you know, you make all sorts of rash decisions. I feel like we could we should do like a scientific study where it's like what's the correlation between uh, men having a route and making impulse the purchases? Yeah, like I mean, I definitely say it's up there. <laughs> no pun intended, but it definitely is. <laughs> like, I don't think you like. I don't think a rational de- like here's a statement: and a rational decision has never been made with a route. Honestly, that's poetry. That's yeah, like, I mean, that's one of the best things I've heard during lockdown. I think I should maybe do like it, get on my quote creator app and just do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think someone see one time was like, uh, well, see, the thing is, though, no rational decisions made, but then post nut bust, uh-huh. that's when you really get introspective and inside yourself. Oh, no. No, that's that's the worst time. Like that's 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 a time that like you're never more critical to yourself. Yeah, you're like you'd be like, what the f- what are you fucking doing in your life? You disgrace, and you're like, what? Why am I doing this? Like, what is? Yeah. I tell you, you start applying for jobs and all. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, with the church, <laughs> it's like places let me clean the pews. Everything I need to do. <laughs> I just need to just cleanse myself <laughs> from being so gross. <laughs> no fuck. 
Uh, how do we get onto this from selling sunset? Was that just did we go? We from, opened up a lot of tabs there. Oh, we did. We'll, we'll go back. So we're back to the the boys. I I want to say about uh, so right what mum made right. She made the first ever pop culture reference that she's ever made that I've ever heard her made, and she knocked it out of the fucking park. Right. What was it? So. On the sly, right, one of my sisters has been telling mum about Tiger King. Uh-huh. And mum's, like, you know, very intrigued by it and stuff like that there. And, like, didn't bother watching it. But, like, because yeah. she'd have to ask me to put it on for because she can't yeah. work at like, the TV or anything. So, like, one of my sisters had told her about Tiger King. And my dad <laughs> was sitting at the table the other day. And it goes, he had, like, mum would give him, like, four sandwiches with the same bread. And he goes, could I get another one of them, one of them sandwiches? That bread's lovely. And it was tiger bread. And my mom goes, all right, tiger king. And I <laughs> fucking shit myself. I couldn't believe it. I was like, mom, that is, that's the perfect joke. Like, That is great. You know what else I also love about that? What's that? Your dad's roundabout way to just ask for another sandwich. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind. I should we put more of that bread just to take it, but also make it another slice of that and put something <laughs> between it. But mm, it's, a, it's such a bad thing. That's, well, I've never tasted anything softer, give me another one. <laughs> one of the, the first startup joke I ever wrote was about my mate's dad, who, no lie, and this is the most Oma thing you'll ever hear, went into Subway, and when they asked what bread he wanted, he said, Homus. <laughs> <laughs> That is great. Uh, and here, did he get it in the Oma branch? I would expect him to still have a bit of that, like under the counter <laughs> stuff. <laughs> under the, can you imagine if Subway had like a fucking off menu where you could order like Hovis and other crusts? Oh, well, there's a bit. You could, that would be such a great bit. That's hilarious. Yeah, Colchi, the Colchi Subway. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the way like burger chains in America have like those secret menus. Yeah, are they real or is that some like Casey shit? Is that real or is that <laughs> dark? <laughs> no, 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 that's some real shit. Like uh, in and out have a thing where it's like you can order a burger that essentially has no buns. It's just like four burgers stopped and talking one another. Which I don't know why you'd want like unless you were fucking going for a Mr. Universe title, but yeah, it's um or it's a real attack. thing. <laughs> Yeah, because have you ever done have you ever done it yourself? Like a secret menu or anything secret in a restaurant? I've never had the balls to because you, you can get them online, like you see them all online. And I know of people that have done them, but I just would feel so stupid going up to the counter and being like, Can I get one of those uh yeah. the, not <laughs> not from that thing, not from that menu, please. Yeah. And then, what if it's like someone who just started? They're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know, because that's what I'd expect. Because we, we went to a place in London, mate, when Catherine and I were over there last year. And we went to this place that we had heard was like a secret bar. So, yeah. and, this, and like, you just go in, it's like a normal diner, right? So, yeah. just go in, you're having your dinner. But apparently, there's, if you say this secret passcode, you get into this pretty cool bar underneath this place. And I was like, it sounds like a little shit. I think the thing you had to say was, like I'm here to see the Duke or something like that, right? <laughs> so I was fine. We we're getting our dinner and all, and then 
this guy comes back to, to give us the bill. And I don't know why I did this, but he put the bill down, like, on the table, and I just put my hand on top of his hand and looked him dead in the eye and went, I'm here to see the Duke. <laughs> and the guy looked at me like this. And I was like, oh, no. And then Catherine was like, oh, no. And then he goes like this. Come with me. And I was like, thank oh my God days. for that. Thank God for that. And then what he did, he brought us into this like wee place and there was a fridge. And then he just opened the fridge, but it was just an actual door, like a fake front of a fridge. And we went in wow. this really cool cocktail bar and just had a, had a nice time. But it was that moment of me going, like, I've just touched this man I don't know on the hand and gone, I'm here to see the Duke. And he could have just been like, you're also going to see the police because I'm going to fucking do 999, <laughs> you weirdo. But it was it was great. But I, I don't believe that the... I didn't ever wouldn't believe that these kind of like underground places exist and these secret societies and these flipping fake menus and shit. You know, so... But be so handy to make a balls of yourself. Like, can you imagine if like you were steaming? Because I've been to a few like that kind of like speakeasy thing where it's like you go in and it's like an empty fucking barber shop yeah. and then there's a door at the back and there's a guy with a password and all this shit. Yeah. But then... I always think, like, imagine you were fucked in a subway, and yeah. you're like, "Can I get a nine grand?" Yeah, <laughs> and they're just fucking talking about you, weirdo. But see those sort of places, it's like you ever see John Wick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like a kind of shit. You'd be like, "I'm here to." And if you say the wrong thing, the next thing you'd just be handed a fucking double barrel <laughs> shotgun with golden bullets. You're like, "Oh no, I just, I just wanted to get left." No, <laughs> no, I'm here to see the Duke. Yeah. I, oh shit! Sorry, I thought you. It just, it's so fucking weird. Like. I don't try to think. Was there something else that happened like that before? Yeah, whenever we went to New York this year for no last year for anniversary, um, I sort of tried to find a few places, and there was this one place got loads of really good reviews, right? And it was like I couldn't find it anywhere. Like I couldn't find it anywhere, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I didn't know that it was a secret bar, but basically we went to this part of the woods, and it was like just pretty sort of fucking scary part of the world. I was like, I don't feel entirely comfortable right here. And there was like uh -huh. a, a, like a metal door with just like a number three on it. Like just one, two, three, scored down with like paint. I was like, <laughs> and then there was like a couple of people standing outside and we knocked the door and there was no, and then they were like, oh, by the way, this is the secret bar. We're waiting in this queue. And we're like, all right, I didn't know what the story was. So then we waited for a bit. And this weird guy, like, came to the door he, and I, I remember what he's wearing he was wearing a shirt it was a short sleeve shirt but it just had you know the original playstation logo on it loads yeah. just loads of the original playstation logo he had like totally hipster circular glasses and like a flat peak hat and he had long blonde hair and he was like how many's in your party and i was like two and he was like it'll be a 45 minute wait and like i could see in this bar and it was like the size of my dining room there's about four people in it, it looked shite I was like, I'm going to fucking stand here for 45 minutes on my anniversary where I can just go to another bar and get absolutely lit. So I went, you're all right, mate. Fuck your secret bar. I'm way And I was like, <laughs> look at me, people. I was like, nah, fuck these guys too. So I stormed off because it was raging because I thought this was going to be a real cool thing to do in your anniversary. And then I just went off in this other bar, which was, it was a good time, except we met the most stereotypical American group of people that you, like, you could, everything that happened in our conversation with the, this group of people was just what you'd imagine if you were to write a stereotypical white middle-class Americans. That's exactly it. Well, so 
We went in. We're, we're sitting anniversary night, so we're just trying to have a nice sweet drink before we go for dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And it was weird because what was on? It was like, you know, y'all going to make me lose my mind. That was playing. Yeah. But these white women were just rapping and saying all the words, all the expletives, and I'm going, oh, no, this shouldn't be, this shouldn't be said. You know, it's like, <laughs> I feel a bit uncomfortable here. But I could just see the woman, like, just staring over, like, you know, trying to really make eye contact with us. She was dancing here, like, ah. <laughs> I mean, Catherine, like, what the fuck's going on here? And then um, she just came over, like, and we're like, I knew she was going to like, come over and speak to her. And she goes, you look exactly alike. Are you a brother or sister? Are you going out with each other? And we were like, oh, we're actually married. And she went, fucking nice. And we were like, oh, yeah, cheers. And she was like, we're doing shots. Do you want a fucking shot? And we were like, ah, now we're just out for dinner. We'll do it out. And we're like, fucking pussies and then she goes oh yeah and, goes, and then it's all classic oh we i'm from ireland and i was like yeah sure and the old classic on oh, my cousin's uncle's brother and we we're like oh sweet then her friend came over and her friend was just exactly the same he's like we're gonna get fucking drunk and you fucking yeah. fruits and then we're like oh well, okay just aggressive we're just out for a quiet and then her husband came over and like apologized he was like ignore her she's uh, had a few too many and he had what was he wearing he was shorts on right he had shorts on t-shirt but he had a gilet over it and he had a peak hat on and he had a beer but he had it in a make america great again beer cooler and it's oh wow. <laughs> it's like, i knew it i knew it <laughs> so i knew it but he lived in where was it he lived? like we were in new york he lived like sort of like would it be connecticut maybe so it was like a bit of a driveway but like did a bit of dough about him and he was obviously chatting about loving golf going to ireland to play all the golf courses you know, loving Rory McIlroy said, I was like, I went to school, Rory McIlroy. He goes, you look about 40 years older than him, man. I'm like, well, I'm actually two, but, you know, I need to be. So that was fine. He was relatively sound, but then his mate came over, right? And his mate was just, his name, me and Catherine, we still joke about him now. If we see a character, his name's Ricky Soder, right? And you know how we know his name's Ricky Soder? Go ahead. Because he walked over with his arms up and he went, Ricky fucking Soder, man. And we were like, oh, no. So, <laughs> so this guy Man really, just loves the gimmick. So he just came over, and then he was like, there, these guys are all in their mid-40s, 50s, and then this probably 25-year-old attractive blonde comes along and just soda sticks the lips on her, and he's like, he's my girlfriend. And we're like, oh, whoa. And then he went away just to snog her in the middle of this bar, and then the, the first guy was like, yeah, Ricky's just going through a divorce, and this is kind of like his girlfriend, and... <laughs> It's a midlife crisis. It's don't worry about it. Enjoy your night. And we were like, right, okay, guys, we're gone. So we went for a romantic dinner. And that was the last I've decided I'm going to fuck with hidden, mysterious bars, you know, unless they're like a shebang in the Sandy Row or somewhere. But other than that. I feel like a a guy that exclaims his name aloud is going through some sort of crisis, you know? The thing about it is, right, you're either, if you're that kind of guy, in the gutter or you're just, you have too much, like Trump, would enter a room and go, Donald fucking Trump. You know, it's like yeah. that sort of, you're either super successful or you're, there's no middle ground. You're not just a normal guy. Yeah. Like you're either Kanye West or Ricky yeah. Soder. <laughs> I mean, but hey, Ricky Soder had a bit of work done about him. Like I don't, I think when Ricky Soder sleeps, he can't shut his eyes. That's a sort of, like he had surgery done and he was just like, his face is pulled up as he just was like, you know, really, he was a state. <laughs> But he was living the dream, like a very tan guy, but just, yeah. And I mean, it was one of those ones where I said to Catherine, I was like, if I tell people this, they'll just go, you've made that up. And I'm like, so I can't. I think I've maybe spoke about it once in a podcast, but Ricky fucking Soder. Like, I mean, I would, 
I'd be up for trying to find him again just to see. Like, I'd love to see his social media, you know, just yeah. to see what he's about. He definitely plays golf, has a holiday home in the Hamptons. He just, that's him. And he brought, I'd imagine he, like, he came up with an idea that became a tech company and someone just bought it off him for money because he's too dense to actually take it on. But when I say Ricky Soto drives a, la- drives a Lamborghini and fucks, that's kind of his I imagine life. he wears, like, I like to think he wears, like, one of those t-shirts, you know, like the old AC, F, and W t-shirts? Oh, I. Which says, <laughs> Ricky, F, and Soda. <laughs> I mean, see if you bought them, not as a present. I reckon you'd make them cry. Fuck, I can't believe that. this, man. <laughs> you absolutely you fucking Soda. You know what would get shit if you were, like, married to him, and that's how you enter every room? You'd be like, I know. I'm fucking <laughs> Janine Soda. I know you. <laughs> I'm married to you, <laughs> Yeah, and I bet, and I bet you, any money's the kind of guy that says it when he's on his own, just to practice. <laughs> He's be in the toilet. You fucking sorrow. Fucking sorrow. You should have told him to move to Ireland and start his own like um, brand of soda bread. Right, um, soda, soda bread. <laughs> Ricky Soda would sell flat out like. Oh, that'd be great. Like, it was only other one time I've ever heard a guy talk to himself like that. In fact, twice. Shit, what am I talking about? There was a guy that I used to work with who, let's just say, fond of a tipple. Okay. And by fond of a tipple, correct. And uh, (laughs) it's kind of sad of him. I don't know what's come of him. But if if someone said to me, I'm going to give you 100 quid and you have to bet on the outcome of what's happened to him, I go, all on dead. Every single last bit, all dead. Because it was weird. Like in our work uh, toilets, we had um, there were there were the strangest toilets ever. They're the only toilets I've ever been in. What the, the cubicles weren't side by side. They were like so. If you left the middle bit, you'd have been sitting staring at another guy taking a shit. Right. <laughs> Very weird. So like you could see that this guy's feet and my feet. And I was just in trying to get my mid morning dump on. He comes in. You just hear, fucking come on, Robert. Fucking come on, Robert. You just hear like slapping, so he's slapping his face, trying to psych himself up. And I was like, "Oh no!" So I just, you know, when you when you try to be quiet, like hold your breath and all to be like, "I hope he doesn't know I'm in here." And then yeah. after a couple of minutes, he just left. But he, I was like, "That was really weird and intense." And then the last time I saw him, we used to work on Hill Street, you know, just where the Dirty Onion is. Yep, in Belfast. We worked on that street, so. There was a day we were in the office and then one of my mates came running in and was like, quick, you need to come and help Robert. And I was like, oh no. But my mate said it in a way where he was kind of like worried, but also holding back laughter. So I was right. like, this is going to be something to say. So went out, down the street a bit, and you know where the cloth ear is? Mm-hmm. He was there, but the railings of the cloth ear, Robert was just holding the railings, but like hanging back, like almost in a squat. But like if he had let go, he had just... They'd have fucking be gone, and he just couldn't move. He was just holding on, like, uh. and we were like, "Are you all right, Robert?" And he was like, mm. "We're like, I think Robert's had his day." And that was actually the last time I saw Robert. <laughs> so it was an experience. So I think he was sacked or just, I don't know what happened to him. I was back in the story to edit that. That was actually the last time that I saw Robert. <laughs> and we had another guy, again, it must have just been the culture in that office because there was a security guard who was about 70. And like he, how he had a job, I don't know, because 
he just sat and drank cider all day. So like, he just yeah. sat in this wee like station at the front, and he looked like Captain Bird's Eye. So he just sat drinking cider. <laughs> and we were like, "All right, man." And there was a time there was a, a fight nearly kicked off with we, like, we were we were customer facing. So this fella came in and was ready to go, and it was like me. I would have been about twenty at the time, and there was another couple of fellas of similar age. And then we were he came he comes in. And he's like, "You all right, lads?" And we're like, "I think we've got this, mate." Don't, <laughs> don't you worry yourself. You're all right. And he just went. All right, and then just shuffled out. But the best moment, the most one of the funniest moments of life with him was we were just sitting at this counter, like just working away on our computers, and then he comes and just starts putting the shutters down. <laughs> we, we were like, What are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm just closing up. And we're like, I know it's half two though, we're up to five. And he was like, ah, and then just started raising the shutters again and just walked away. And let's just say that was the last time we saw Billy. <laughs> Uh, so some characters like uh, I love how all the stories end with that's the last time we saw I can I actually should tell people that I <laughs> I work for Dr. Evil so if you, if you cross him <laughs> if, you, if you fuck up you just get your chair knocked backwards into the fire pit and that's you done <laughs> my god uh, so that was great and uh, how, how do, again we've gone down rabbit holes here how do we go from oh yeah from secret bars from strip clubs to this <laughs> i love it who knows this is more like a flipping i don't know like like a, an all what what current stand-up looks like in a podcast just people come on telling her terrible stories then go <laughs> well are you actually lying sideways i thought you were sitting up straight to begin with but now i think you're on a chaise lawn is that correct no 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 i'm on, I'm on a chair but i'm like really like sunk i'm, I'm sinking into it the more this podcast goes on yeah no that's good um, but i'm enjoying it yeah, it's a kind of comfort. That's a, that's a good time. And what are you doing then, generally? We'll get to some serious questions here. We have a load of listeners' questions too to get through. But So what are you doing then with yourself during lockdown? Talk me through it. Your hair is actually not as, as wild as I thought it might have been. No. it's Well, it's like it's pretty long like for me. Like, yeah. Like I'm you, getting a mullet at the back and stuff. And like, well, one thing I would say about you is you do have an ability to hide awful hair. Yeah, quite. Because sometimes you like you, you look at your hair and be like, "That looks all right," and then you'll be like, "Look at this," and you'll grab it about a meter into the air, and you go, "That's like like that." <laughs> it just That's merges in. Yeah, well, no, mine's just all going like fuck's sake. Ugh. It's like uh, no during lockdown. I mean, I had like a two week period at the start where I was like, I feel like I'm actually coming full circle on it now. Like mm-hmm. this week, where at the start, first two weeks. Signed up to a few online classes, was writing, like was going for exercise, walking, running, all this kind of carry on. And then about six weeks straight there, just kind of uh, did fuck all. <laughs> and then on the weekend, would drink pizza. Or fuck it. Let's make it a liquid what? and get it down the hat. Let's not fucking waste what? time. <laughs> What I would do is get a calzone and put it in a nutri bottle and then just sit and drink it. <laughs> um, no, I would drink beer and eat pizza. And now I'm at the stage where I'm like, right, I've done that now six weeks in a row. And on Saturday, like, I got I to gotta carry out. Here, here's something I want to discuss with you, right? Mm. Do you feel like there is a time in every man's life where he goes from a can to a bottle? And realizes that the, the bottle life is a superior way to go. Um, I think that that kind of 
you know what? I think you become wiser as you get older and you realize that although there is more in a can, it tastes Correct. better in a bottle. Correct. So yeah. the older you get, you appreciate things more rather than just getting drunk. You start getting older to be like, I actually quite like the taste of this drink. So I'd rather it just be a superior taste than just get me fucking blitzed. And especially in lockdown, yeah. if you're not going anywhere, or you're not going out to party, you don't want to just be getting, because then you're stuck in the gaff with your mum watching well, Tiger King. <laughs> well, here's, here's what happened to me on Saturday. So I had been buying, I would buy 12 bottles of Stella every Saturday. Mm. Right, so two six packs, bring them back to the house, drink them. Because at six, I wouldn't really feel barely anything. And yeah. then 12, I'm like, right, okay, I'm like a nice wee house drunk level here. Yeah. Go to bed. And then last week, I got 12 tins of Stella mm-hmm. and drank them all. I was fucking lamped <laughs> in the house by myself. Yeah, no, see that. And like that, I mean, I would, I think what you should do is maybe look up the, the volume on a bottle and, and see how many more bottles you would have drank if you were drinking tins. Let's find out. Yeah, that'd be good to know. I feel like it could almost be double. Yeah, it would be close to it. Because these bottles are thicker than maybe they look as well. So you're saying that you agree that it's like, it comes with getting older and what? Like, is this a sign that I'm finally coming on to the other side of my 20s? It could be because I think as you get older, like I certainly feel it in terms of like, you know, FOMO? Yeah. Like I always find when I was younger and people are going out, I'd be like, oh, I have to go out in case I miss something. Whereas now I'm like, fuck it, I'm happy in my calf. Leave me be, I don't care. Like, oh, we went out and did this. And I'd be like, I can give a fuck. I, I watched The Tiger King, went to bed at 8 o'clock, living a dream. So apparently a bottle of Stella is 284 milliliters. Right, how right. many of these did you have? Hold on. So I had 12. Right, I'll get the calculator out. 241, did you say? Uh, yeah. Right, okay. Oh, no, sorry, 284. Sorry, 284 times. In a two. bottle. Yes. Hold on, I've got and a then, pen here. There we are. Can we know Pat? Oh, 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 oh that, that, no, that's sexy. We mean business here, right? So, so the bottles are. Yeah. And then the cans yeah. are 440. No wonder I was fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it works. It works out. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it a thousand milliliters in a liter? I'm pretty sure, yeah. We're going to sound so stupid if that's wrong. Yeah, but I think it is because I just want to be sure that I've got this right. I'm going to use the converter on my, my phone to be 100% certain okay. that, this, that this, so I'm going to put this in in, in milliliters here. Uh, oh, no, this doesn't sound good. Because, I mean, see, to be honest with you, if I'm if it's right in what I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be... So out of bottles, you drank 3,408 milliliters, which... Uh-huh. It's 3.4 litres of beer. <laughs> Where if you drank the same in, in tins, this is where the math comes in. <laughs> you drank nearly five and a half litres of beer. <laughs> so, I mean, 
if you're drinking five liters of beer, you're going to be pretty scooped. Like, I, I swear to God, it was like the. Do you know what it was? What was freaky about it is 12 Stella in a bottle. Like, you're like, I wouldn't even say house drunk. I would say like yeah. house tipsy. Like, you're not mm-hmm. like, you're not like fucking falling about the place and all, but like, you're a wee bit buzz like. Yeah. Um, but with 12 tins, I feel like the difference between the 10th tin mm-hmm. and the 12th tin is that's when you get fucking just socked right yeah. in your jaw. Yeah, because I, I always remember that one of the things that I thought was like a myth was I used to work with this guy who was a security security guard, not the same guy, may I add, but he was like, you cannot drink. You just He's like, you can't do it. You cannot drink five tins of Tenant Special or like so Tenant Super. And I was uh, like, and I think I would have been, I'd have been probably 18 at the time when I worked with this guy. So it was in B&Q and he was a security guy. And I was like, five tins of beer wise up so i went out with a mate of mine we bought five tins of ten and super each and one of the drunks that were being alive and i woke up the next morning with the final tin with about that much in it on the floor beside me I just couldn't do it and it was right wrote off. Hell. like have you tried special brew never it's another di- like it's disgusting but it gets you some kind of way let's just say <laughs> well so is it just like not like alcohol like percentage wise or like yeah, what is I think it, it yeah it's just it's strong but it also tastes like shit like carlsberg special it tastes like carlsberg that you've just poured like thick vodka into it's just like uh-huh. like a double shot of vodka into a beer not sweet but i tell you what if you are uh looking to get steaming and or a homeless person go for it you know that's that's a ticket like if i'm looking to get a homeless person I mean, you could lure them with the golden pins. You could be like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. But yeah, you could definitely do that. Like, But I, I, I mean, this is something I've not, not said in this podcast before. I have a theory. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I, I should save this for the Deck Chair and Yums podcast, I think. But my theory is that there's like a little bit of your body inside, like a capsule like a filter that filters okay. all the alcohol that goes in your body and it slowly fills and then releases at some point. So it could be like, there could be a night where you've maybe say you've 12, 10, 20 tins of Stella, right. And you okay. end up absolutely bladdered and you're like, well, and then another time, like you've just like a burst that and that's you steaming. Whereas you could just have, the tipping point could be two beers and you're just rode off and you can't explain it. You're like, how am I steaming off this two drink? And that's just because it's a yeah. filter. Because sometimes, like, if you look at Rory Woods' wedding, I drank about seven bottles of champagne and fuck all knows what else. And I was, and I lasted the night where some nights I've had like three ciders and being like, good night, Irene. Well, here, I did not last night. I was fucking straight to bed. I was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but my filter was fucking banjax that night. But I just think sometimes all you need is just a wee top up and then you're you're buggered. Like whenever I was sort of in my drinking prime, I would have had like it would have been back when I was in that house with my French housemate and the babe station TV. Um he I would have <laughs> like we would have like kinda just always gone out on a Saturday night. So a lot of us would have been working and would have just all come round to my house. I would have just had a carry out and gone out. And my carry out was six bottles of Coors Light and a bottle of Buckfast. And that was what I would have drank before I went out. And it was just perfect. I'm hitting the club. Buzzing. A bottle of Buckfast and four Coors Light. Six bottles of Coors Light. Then, then my Buckfast, yeah. 
Dave, that's fucking hefty drinking. But it was good times, like. Says me, there was a stage where I think, this is, how weird is this, right? Gaddis was in my, like, second year student house, and we were going mm. out somewhere, so it was, like, me, him, and Maureen, and, like, it was just, like, us getting re- get ready to go out, and I drank two bottles of Bock Fast, and Gaddis is like, is that normal for you? And I was, like, immediately, like, it was, like, you don't remember someone questioning something, and you're, like, mm. oh, fuck, maybe this is, like, normalized amongst my friend group. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I've, I've drank two bottles of Bock Fast on two occasions, and they've not been good times, either one. Yeah. The first, I remember the next day afterwards, thinking I was having a heart attack, like just lying in the bed in my house, being like, I can actually feel my heart going, doom, 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 doom. and it was really bad. The second time, it, I actually broke bread with my neighbours because I had a big fallout with my neighbours one night, and I, they were basically terrified of me. And I was went for a night out and had the buck fast, before I went out, and then when I got home, I was still in the mood to party, so we brought another bottle of Buckfast, with me and a couple of my housemates went out into the backyard and just started drinking bottle number two. But then my neighbours, they were in their backyard, and I just decided to shout over and say, look, lads, I forgive you. Don't worry. I'm not a bad guy. Let's be mates. And we sort of made friends over that. It was nice. Because nice. our, our falling out was the most psychotic I've ever been in my life. And... <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't good. Basically what happened, I had a job interview, right? And these lads were just having a major, major party, stomping the floors like the house was shaking. And I was trying to just get to sleep. And I just, you know, when the, flip, this, the switch just flicks and you go, and I was just in my bed, in my boxers. I just got downstairs, went out right across, jumped over the fence, behind their door, ran in, said I was going to murder everyone in the house and I was going to fuck a radio over their heads. And I said, if this doesn't stop, I will murder you. I will come back and I will murder you. And like, I would have been probably, I don't know, maybe like 24th time. And <laughs> these guys were just uni students. So I was like, had, had the full fucking beard. I was in the training way more. I was a much scarier looking guy. And they were just like, oh, really sorry, mate. You could have just said. And I was like, I'll not be saying again. That's fucking hilarious. So they were just terrified of me until this particular night. So when I came out to drink the book fast, Silence, but then I was like, Here, lads, don't worry about it. You know, yeah, I, I would thre- be silent around you too. It'd be I radio did. silence from then on in. I did threaten the murder, is but I'm a silent guy, though. Yeah, and fuck a radio off your head. Yeah, and it was a big boombox, like to be fair. <laughs> but you know, did you ever be so angry you're actually like frothing at the mouth? That's what I was like that night. Like, it was like I was almost an outer body experience, being like so much adrenaline because in my head, as I'm going downstairs, I think I realized like I'm in my pants going outside at night raging and the, like there's no stuff that's so funny but that was but you were 24 then about that yeah how old are you again 33 33 yeah and I'm, I'm gonna be 26 soon have you any advice yeah. for me in the last five years of my 20s i was gonna say for my life <laughs> honestly i would just say you're not as old as you think uh-huh. Because sometimes, like, I, I, always, I always thought when I was, like, 18, that was, like, 30s ancient, you know, whereas now yeah. I'm, like, in 33. I'm, like, I think now, probably towards the latter end of your 20s, you figure shit out. You sort of become sure of who you are as a person, and you just are, like, well, this is what I want to do, and I don't give a fuck what anyone else says about it. So, you know, I'm going to yeah. just do what makes me happy. And then that's yeah. when I think you find that other stuff falls into place, you know. If you stop worrying about trying to please others and just try to – you know, obviously be uh, 
like generous with people and and you know whatever but at the end of the day as long as you do what's best for you because i think when you're in your sort of your early to mid 20s you always worry about oh what your friends think or how to you know look out for them and so a lot of time your friends if they want you to do something you don't want to do it's the same argument isn't it because they're like we want you to come out for example and you'd be like well i don't want to come out and they're like well you're a dickhead and then you'd be like oh shit i am a dickhead i'm sorry when really they're being a dickhead because they're making you do something you don't want to do you know what I mean? That kind of way. Nice. So nice. it's like, nah. So see, no, I just I'm embracing that I'm an old man now. I'm just like, that's it. Do do my thing and carry on. But then people who are like forty would hear you at thirty three say you're an old man now and be like, oh for fuck's sake. Yeah, but then I'd fuck a radio off their heads and see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, I think and see then that's part of it because then you feel old. But then if you're calling yourself old around older people. They get offended and go, hold on. And then you go, I'm actually young as fuck. You know what's sweet? Yeah. So, yeah. Because, like, I look at uh, like a lot of my sort of favorite comedians, and a lot of them are like a good bit older than me. So, in, if you break it down, you're like, in 10 years, I still have time to work. To obviously, not necessarily being a lot of people that I, that I would like be a fan of level, but you're like, fuck, there's loads of time to do good stuff in the next like seven years, you know, say before I'm 40. Loads Absolutely. Of time. Because so, even like I, I was listening to something with uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, and he was mm. talking about how he's thirty five, and yet he's still one of the youngest comedians in terms yeah. of like regulars at the store and stuff. Yeah, because I so, think yeah. that's I think that's part of it too. Like, like probably my one of my favorites to watch is Joey Diaz, and he's like nearly sixty, but yeah, he's the one who like he's like I don't give a fuck about specials. I don't give a fuck about that shit. I do me, and it's like. That's it. He's a happy man. That's more important, isn't it? Doing what makes you happy. Like. So, Absolutely. This is getting profound, far too profound for a Boytown podcast. I, I enjoyed that, though. That was yeah, nice. It's good. We should get into questions here because we could natter all night. Um, <clears throat> did you get any whenever you shared the story or did people just mean no? No, I think people took it as like maybe send the question mm-hmm. to that or something. Or... Yeah, there's quite a good few, actually. Let me see. Um, There we are. I'll go through Twitter first because I'm slow. Um, I'm the, this is me showing my age. Hold on till I just get these questions up. Right. Um, <laughs> Craig Johnson has said, Hello, Dave. Has the long fingered freak abandoned you again? That's a reference to Shane, by the way. Um, okay. And if there was a statue of Shane erected in Hollywood, would you protest against it to help remove it? Yes. I absolutely would. And um, I just want to defend him first because um, this is the one time he's not doing the podcast that I can't actually hate on him because he's been f- filming stuff all week and it's his birthday yesterday. So it can be like, yeah, that's fine. That's good. So if you thought there was a statue erected of Shane, would you petition to have it removed? A statue of Shane? Mm-hmm. No, to be, I don't, I don't. To be fair, people confuse it for the Slender Man. So I think there's kind of. <laughs> You know, it, it might terrify kids. You'd be like, oh, no, we got to get that down. It's quite frightening. I never noticed this thing about Shane's fingers. Is this something that once you see it, you can't unsee it? Let me find, find something. I need to just, yeah, because I don't know. It's, it's, they're just so long and, like, they're freaky. <laughs> Do Get your phone up and, and look. Let me see. I'll go try and find a picture of them on Facebook here or something. And just, they're very long fingers. Go, you know, we scoot through there and I'll get the next question up. Um, 
Michael Jardine has said, thoughts on stand-up after COVID? Will things just return to business as usual or will the venues be looking to reduce capacity? What do you think? I mean, I really hope that things go back to normal uh, soon as, but I think that, yeah, you're going to see a lot of clubs maybe do like half-filled capacity or like even maybe a quarter-filled capacity before Mm. people are comfortable enough going. Because that's the problem with stand-up is like, we rely, our whole business comes from essentially having people in probably the most crammed environments possible. Mm. And that's where we make our money. Yeah. So we will literally be the last category of people, I think, that'll be out like working, yeah. earning money. But like, what's your feeling on it? Are you like, oh, I'm dying to do it? Or what's your views on it? The minute? Dying. Dying. But would you, would you do it in like a real different environment or would you want it to be as it is? Like... No, I, I don't want to go back to the world in any sort of half measures. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't I, the idea of like going to like a bar that's only allowed like a certain amount of people and everyone's wearing a mask and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like the fuck up. I just want to wait until it's like right. Yeah. We're actually in normality here slightly. Because that's what I feel about. You know, we see all these boys like the Hatfield are wheeling out the the Guinness in the plastic cups. I'm like, yeah. nah. I want the Guinness in a glass. I don't want to be in peace. Yeah in a bar by myself on a day I should be at work. Yeah. You know, I, I um, always laugh at these guys that like, they get like a pint of the fucking like Guinness or something in the plastic cup. And then they take a selfie of themselves. By the way, these are the same guys that would slag off girls on a Sunday who would be mm-hmm. in a McDonald's car park, take a picture of their fucking chicken selects meal and be like, cure me. And mm-hmm. they're the same guys that are doing selfies of themselves in a car with a pint of Guinness with a seatbelt mm. over it being like yeah. safety first like yeah I know because see my view on that is like if you're not getting the pint as a pint's meant to be in a glass you just go to the office you know what I mean just get yeah oh there's no point and get doing things with half measures and same with stand up like I wouldn't mind trying something like an outdoor venue but I wouldn't like like the thought of say doing pugs with like just a meter between every person would be it wouldn't be the same you know it would be just nah. it'd be weird and i think because we do podcasts you can kind of you know you can kind of it's the same thing if you're trying a bit you can say it on a podcast and that's almost what it will be like if it's too spaced out you're just saying the bits but you're not really getting the feedback so i i would like it to be as it is but you know have to wait and see like but do you find it harder podcasting during lockdown because there's like not really anything to fucking oh, talk about? I, I, I do. Again, like to me, I almost try to say on podcasts, I'm like, guys, ask questions, please, because I'm running out of shit to talk about here. Just, you know, like every, every week it'll be like, oh, I've either been on a diet or I haven't been on a diet. I've been on my bike or I haven't been on my bike. And I've watched all Netflix. That's kind of it, you know. Yeah. If, so I need people to ask questions. Like that's a good thing. See over on Patreon, some of the questions you get are like bits you can, they're like GCSE geography questions. You have to, you can answer it straight away and then you can go into it and you can give examples. It's brilliant. You know? How weird is that? People on Patreon always come through with the real good, mm-hmm. like insightful questions. Cause I, I feel it. I think because they're, they're contributing a bit of money. They're almost, you, you feel more part of it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. and like I, I definitely find on my Patreon that I do probably go into maybe more of like the behind the scenes stuff than I would on my regular yeah, podcast. Like I would talk about like processes of writing, how I come up with bits, 
um, you know, just things about like organizing the club, things like that that I wouldn't normally talk about. Because again, when I'm doing the Sly Guy podcast, I kind of feel like almost like you're on stage. You're slightly in the zone a bit more and you're just you're yeah. there trying to make people laugh more whereas on the patreon podcast you're kind of like just more your honest true self kind of thing you know so i think that's maybe something but the, some of the patreon questions i get asked were were 10 out of 10 and then also there's a question i got asked this week that you're like do you think this was an accident and then it was a story about this guy who had accidentally sat in a fish and got it right up his arse and i didn't think it was an accident i think he had put it up his arse. um Rebus has said, "Are there any bits that you thought of slash wrote during lockdown that you know you won't have a chance to do on stage that you'd be willing to share, especially any COVID nineteen bits? Since I imagine no one will want to talk about coronavirus when this is over." I don't know about you, but I've barely been writing. Like again, the first two weeks I was trying yeah. that, and then since then I've like, you know, you make the occasional note in your phone, but yeah. like there's nothing really. I don't know. Something I wrote something the other day that I, I put a note on and I thought it was funny. Do you ever do this where you write a note and you think it's hilarious and then you go back and you go, What the fuck wrong was I even thinking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. Let me see if I can get something up to. Like the last thing I wrote, right, and this is this appropriate for Boytown in my notes, right? Look, can you read that? Acid and epidemic. E. coli salmonella through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> So my thought was this, right? Everybody's stuck inside. <laughs> so like all these people that can't see, like all these people that can't be tendering or doing these one night stands are stuck inside. But then they'll be out. They'll just be hundreds and thousands of people just eating ass that haven't been before. So it'll be all these like diseases and infections like like salmonella and E. coli people will be getting from licking hoops. And like, like they've just been totally clean of that for like the last, four months and now people just be ah, and then next thing you know <laughs> good boom pandemic of of our state illnesses <laughs> here's here's a bit that I, I i think i can remember what i was trying to say here so like i'm saying about how my dad his hearing is so bad that if you're one one syllable off he thinks you're starting them mm-hmm. so i'll be like dad that's a lovely ham isn't it and he'll just turn and go fucking right here right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like that's just like, but again, that's such a brief idea that you're like. That's the yeah. thing is like, whenever you do write a bit, I mean, when was the last time you actually like wrote a bit? You put it in your phone and then you sat down and like you etched it out, and then you did it in stage, and it's the exact same as when you put it in your phone. No, you know? a lot. It's, it seems like always going to be so different. Let me see. I've got. I've kind of put the guts and new bits together. Um, for bits. Um, yeah, I've I've a bit that I'm going to do called Big Davy and Uncle Davy, which okay. is a, is nice. about uh, how when I got married, like my wife has had like nephews and nieces and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like their brothers has had kids, so she's their aunt. But then while while I'm not married to her, I'm just Big Davy, you know? And then all of a sudden I become their uncle, so they have to start calling me Uncle Davy. <laughs> and there's one in particular who just still calls me Big Davy and it fucking annoys me. Like he's ten and he's just like, Hey Big Davy, I'm like and I like I'm your fucking uncle now. Right. 
So I just think there's something in that, but I just need to, to work it out because then it's weird for me to be hanging about with a 10-year-old that calls me Big Davy, you know, whereas if it's Uncle Davy, it's kind of like, sweet, oh, I'm his uncle, whereas if I'm just his big mate, mm, you know, it's a bit strange. Festival. So that's a wee bit um, I'm working on. And then let me think. And then some bits. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a bit that I, the last sort of bit that I wrote, like, because Catherine's pregnant at the minute. Uh, there's nights whenever if she's working the next day, I'll do the solid and I will sleep in the spare room just so she can get a good night's sleep because she's up first thing. But she bought the bed and the mattress in the spare room. So it's it's a, a mattress with no springs in it. And here's the thing about mattresses, should have springs in it, right? So when you're a man my size, you need a spring in the mattress. So when I get into the mattress, it's like it's a memory foam mattress. But as soon as my big arse gets on it, it just got full dementia. It just I'm just fucking stuck in this bed and can't get out of it. So I've a bit sort of about like this memory foam mattress with dementia, but I think it's need to sort of got it out a bit, but I think there'll be something in it like. Yeah, that's fantastic um, wordplay. That's great. Yeah, so I think it should be good. And also my again I don't know why I'm just throwing all these bits out here, but there was a bit um that I want to talk about about how women just like make up presents for themselves. You know, and just throw it on you like it's a known thing. Like, I am, um, we obviously were married, and she's like, oh, we can get an eternity ring soon. And I was like, the fuck's What's an eternity that? ring? Eternity ring apparently means, so it's not good enough now to be married to someone, and eternity ring's like forever, <laughs> for eternity. And it's like, I don't want to be with you for eternity. When I'm dead, it's my free reign again. You know what I mean? Fuck that. <laughs> I'm back. Like, when, I, when, I'm dad, when I'm dead, I'm back in the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then another thing was a push present. You know, so apparently whenever you have a baby, the husband's expected to buy a push present to like be like, well done, you pushed the baby out, right? But then I was sort of saying, well, why is there nothing for guys? You know what I mean? I think there should be something for guys, like whether it be like a bust present. So when you bust that nut that makes a baby, you get a, a fucking selection box or something, you know? And then I thought that you could go further with that and then get like a necklace when you get the, a vasectomy, you know? Just get some, <laughs> snip, some, some snip drip. <laughs> so I'm trying to sort of figure that bit out, but um, that's kind of the, the, two, the two bits I've kind of come up with. Um, I'm just told everybody about now, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of lockdown. Everyone will forget. You know what'll probably happen? People listen to this, forget it, hear me do it on stage, and go, "You fucking Carlos Mencia bastard." Um, <laughs> Dan Murphy said, "Any of you start to think Trump's not a bad cunt after all?" <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, that's like something your old boy would say after twelve Stella. Yeah, yeah, here, here. It's not a bad cunt. Hey, something. See on Trump? Be like, what that? Not a bad cunt. You're like, no, he absolutely. He's mentally unwell. That's the problem. He's an old, like, say what you want about Trump, but he's an old man, like a very old man. He should not be the president of the United States. Although, can I just say, right? He's definitely like the roastiest president of all time because. (laughs) As in, he he looks like a roasty? He looks like one of those, like, you know them spun smiley faces? Yeah. <laughs> You've left in the oven too long. <laughs> but he, like, he said, you know, like, Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. He called him, like, I think, like, off-cuff one time, called him, like, Sleepy Joe. 
or sleepy Joe Biden. He's always sleeping. He always looks like he's sleeping. And ever since Joe Biden has been in a few interviews, and the cunt literally looks like he's falling asleep. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me Biden Trump was... just make him like live out a joke yeah. that he made. <laughs> but that's the ultimate. Oh, but then whenever he said last week about George Floyd being happy from heaven, looking down on something, I'm going, no, Trump don't like that's yeah. that's ne- that's not. Yeah. Don't be doing that. And then he just keeps... But the only thing I would say about him is he definitely... He leans into what he does. You know what I mean? He doesn't... He wouldn't be like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. He just... He goes full hog and you have to just go, oh, no. Yeah. You know, the guy yeah. just... Oh, like, imagine... Like, imagine your dad was the president. That's the thing. Like, Trump is sort of like <laughs> if any oil boy from Northern Ireland was president. <laughs> I know, just that's like, and the thing about it is, they're like, look, all the advisors are being like, please don't, doll, please don't. And he's like, I'm doing it. And you're like, oh no, oh no, just. <laughs> and then he just sacks people and then calls them like playground nicknames afterwards. You know, it's like, he's fucking mad. Like, what does he call Hillary? Like, crooked Hillary? It's like, you're yeah, like yeah. Eight. Sleepy Joe or crooked <laughs> Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right, next question. Um, <laughs> That's like a comic book. Pardon? That's like a comic book. Sleepy Joe and Crooked Hillary. Matthew Mernon, good Mernon, wants to know what's the best birthday present you've ever received? Oh, shit. Fuck, I'm going to need to think about that. What about you? Mm-hmm. Any off the top? No, I, I, I don't know birthday present, but one of my most classic Christmas presents I ever received when I was 18, I wanted... Uh, 24 pack of Carlsberg for from Santa and also you know one of those you know one of those ab belts <laughs> so in yes. my head I was like I just stick on one of these electrical ab belts and just drink beer and that's I've answered the world's problems and that was that was a nice thing back in the day but obviously it didn't work because hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see Daniel Houston has said as McCann is a big film buff and a cinema lover, I think. Um, what are your favorite movies of all time? Oh, I do. Lo- I, I see. His thing. I don't even really like films that much. Like they're a bit draining for me to watch. Like I can't watch like two films after one another. It's like too much. But I do love the cinema. I love like, the experience. Pick and mix and cola. Cinema. You like you like the pick and mix, Absolutely. which which honestly, right? It it really <laughs> makes me smile that. Uh, like you enjoy <laughs> the pick and mix so much because I don't know honestly right of all my friend groups friends <laughs> of friends and like even like random people that maybe I've seen like once or twice in my life that I've went to the cinema with not one of them has ever strayed over to the territory of the pick and mix oh no I I just love the pick and mix like, and, and I feel like a bad boy I'm in the pick and mix as well because like I do steal some pick and mix from time to time you know, but I do it in a way, like I do it in a way like you're, like a mum would do, you know, like yeah. I would justify my head. Like, for example, I'm filling the, the thing with sweets and then I'd be like, oh, no more room for Mr. Snake. And I'll put it in my pocket because yeah. like, <laughs> I'm not going to leave you. I've touched you. I'll take you anyway. And then I go in with a full thing of like minstrels and flipping Maltesers and cola bottles and cherries and strawberries. And then in my pockets of all the bigger things. So of like the snakes, I've got, you know, those we like. Like they're like red licorice things with yeah. like a wee bit of foam inside them. I've got them. I've got the bigger cola bottles all in my jacket pocket. 
Isn't it funny how none of them sweets have names? You just have to like describe them somewhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the way you just described that, I'm like, there should be a name for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There should be but, like a name for that. But there was one thing that they had for a while, and I think I was the only person that ate them because obviously they have uh-huh. you have many eggs, but these things were just big purple balls of uh-huh. thick chocolate with a wee bit of like covering on it. Fuck, they were delicious. And I, was I just, see again. Again, you don't yeah. know the name of them. <laughs> no, but they were 10 out of 10 if I can get them anywhere. Wait, hang on. Are you talking about Cadbury shots? No, they're bigger than that. They're like that, si- that size. But they're just purple and then pink. They're both the exact same flavor, but they're the two variations of color. And they had those for a while, and now they're just totally not anywhere because they just have, have mini eggs, which are far less quality than those big purple and pink balls are. Where the fuck did they ever go to Cadbury shots? Oh no, they were great, but I just think they're too like maybe other things too. So people just didn't buy them. They were fucking great. I, I love those babies. Yeah, big Cadbury shots out of it. Um, so quickly, films. Do you have a favorite film? Do you oh, have sorry. Um, brings to mind. Yes. Uh, I I watched for the first time the other week. Whiplash. Have you ever seen that? No, but because again, I just thought it's fucking drumming. Tutorial, it's, fuck it's, that. It's quite, it's quite insane. Like, it's very yeah. hectic, but I do enjoy it. Uh, I like, uh, I, I fuck, I don't even know how. Uh, I would say a big, like, a film that I keep going back to and that I enjoy. And it's such a, like a cliche, like standard top five film. But I love Goodwill Hunting. It's mm-hmm. a real nice, feel good movie. It is nice. It um, is good. Yeah. What about you? I, I mean, I think my favorite film ever is Inception. I think it would be yeah, like my absolute favourite. Um, I also really like, it's going to sound a bit dodgy, The Wizard of Oz. It's always been a favourite of mine from as a wee lad. Like, so I like The apparently, Wizard of Oz. Apparently, if you play The Wizard of Oz from the start, and what's the fuck's name of the Pink Do you listen to Pink Floyd at all? Yes. So what's, the, what's their like famous album? like The, the Dark Side of the Moon. If you play, if you honestly, right, play yeah. Wizard of Oz from the very start and Dark Side of the Moon from the very start, apparently uh-huh. it goes together almost perfectly, like to the point where you would think that the director of Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd were in some sort of a deal where they were like, let's just do this to fuck up people's heads. Yeah. And if you go on YouTube, you can, you can watch the whole thing. Someone's put them together. Well, I might do, might do that because I enjoy Wizard of Oz um, a yeah. lot. And you know what else isn't uh, probably the film I've watched the most is Pump and Iron. You know the bodybuilding film? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love is that. Is that with Dwayne Rock Johnson and uh, no, Mark Wahlberg? Uh, no, it's with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, uh, oh, right, yes, actually, yes, yes. Yeah, it's the one, you know, I'm sure you've seen the clip being like, I'm coming in the gym, I'm coming when I work out, I'm coming in yeah. 55,000 people, it's great. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so great. I, I, I always watch it. I always watch it if I'm like at the start of like, I'm going to be healthy fat. Which is like yeah. seven times a month. So yeah, <laughs> so, same. Um, I, I'm starting my most recent one. Have, have you been drinking much during lockdown? Not, like, not at all. I've had maybe a few ciders. I'm on the grill. You know that I love to be uh, love on the that. barbecue, eat, grilling and drinking cider. But I haven't been drunk because because uh, Catherine's pregnant is probably the reason. You know, because she's not drinking. I have no one to drink with, and if I just drink by myself, you know, it's a bit weird. I think because again, I've got I mean, Holly, hey. Oh well, yeah, you gotta you gotta. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have a kid okay. to look after the next day because Catherine's working most days. So if I'm hungover, yeah. I have a two year old to deal with. You know, yeah. the rope's going up. 
<laughs> so I just have to keep off that like couldn't deal with it. Oh, so so that was a problem. Um but I was actually gonna tell you there, she got she fell yesterday and bumped her head off a bench oh, shit. and got a full black eye. Not uh not sweet. Not that ideal. Was, that was Holly, not Catherine. Because you know, but, oh my wife's got a black eye, she fell and bumped her head, you know. <laughs> I she fell into not fucking up soon enough. That's what happened to her. <laughs> I should. <should've... laughs> oh. oh Michael Curry said, "Good morning, fuckers. What does Papa Bear and the Nocturnal Isle? That's a good nickname for you. <laughs> think, <laughs> so true. Oh, think of Tim's rant on the skinny jab. Definitely the most boy town product I've ever heard of." Hashtag make the town great again. <laughs> what did you think of it? I, I I mean, I like Tim's enthusiasm. Like I messaged him today because he was like talking about this fitness guy and he was like being like oh like in class with this dude. And I the guy buys followers and I think that's stinking when people do that. Um so I just think this guy's building his whole business about being all super oh you know, everyone's and it's like you bought followers, so you're probably only like an eighth of what you're saying you have so people are looking going fuck he's got fucking 30,000 followers or whatever when really it's about six you know but people are like and then I think that's just stinks when people buy followers <clears throat> but that was what and then I watched the skinny jab stuff and I thought look you know if you're going to come for the queen if you're going to come for the GC Tim you may have you know a fucking, <laughs> uh, you may have a golden stake because the GC he's going to take out but I mean See, I get his point, but also I think like if people are out there stupid enough to think things like that exist, they deserve what to be injected. What is the skinny with. job? She's just basically lost a load of weight and said it's because I'm injecting myself or something. Sorry, sorry, what? Yeah, she's like, I've lost all this weight because I'm injecting myself. Was it like the heroin diet or something? Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's just fucking skinny job. It's the fucking shit. Oh. <laughs> get, get the fucking belt out and just pick a favorite vein. <laughs> but no, I think, he, obviously, from his point of view, he's a, a personal trainer and an online sort of program. I don't know the term for that. I have an online fitness coach. So he is obviously... You're describing Tim's job like you described picking mix weights. Yeah, I mean... But like he's obviously in the business where he's trying to do things the right way, you know, and then yeah. it's probably very frustrating whenever people come up and be like, I just take heroin, fucking the ticket, like you will lose a lot of weight, albeit you'll lose a few pounds of teeth that'll fall out of your face and your <laughs> eyes will be sunk into your fucking brain. But hey, you're not a big fat walrus anymore, are you? <laughs> but no, I enjoy to see that from him. But I mean, I would like like I I've not seen a person that, that puts more videos up in a day than our Tim. Like, what else does he do his day? Uh, mad. Mad. He loves I it. think it's because um, he, like, he, like, follows the, like, business, like, kind of, like, profiles of people being like, this is how to get your business off the ground. And what it's I will like, say. Yeah, post 24 Instagram stories and you're good to go. Yeah, but what I will say about him is there's this, again, it's the same guy who buys the followers. I watch some of his videos and, like, if you put it on mute, and were to play an Eminem track over it, you'd think he's freestyle rapping. The guy's like flipping, you know, <laughs> if you want to do this to your business, what you need to do is open up a world of stuff. And he's like, 
don't do it. And then sometimes I see Tim, Tim being like, listen, get yourself some fucking online shit. And you're like, man, stop, stop dropping the signs. Like, you need, don't need to. And he's like, yeah, get he's us on. He's full of gang signs. <laughs> he's just like repping the crib. <laughs> but I just think with anything, less hands, you know, unless you're a rapper. Guys, if but you Tim, want to have the secret to online business, what you got to do is... <laughs> Fucking hypnotize people with hand motions. But what, but what Tim did say, he was throwing a little bit of shade at you. <laughs> he goes to me, he says, Oh, see, McCann's doing the podcast. How come we could do every other podcast, but he can't do Dirt Civil? Answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a wee cunt because we literally had this conversation. <laughs> we Christian cunt. We literally had this conversation whereby he was like, Aye, man, it's not the same, like, because you're not there with people and, like, the atmosphere is not the same at all as here. And I'm like, right, what we'll do then is we will leave it until we can physically meet up again. Just let people, like, crave dirt civil a wee bit. Let them, yeah. you know, let them want it a wee bit. And then whenever we're fucking we're back in business, bang, we hit you with that fucking left hook right to the nose. No, what? I get in the background doing sign language. I, I get that point. But again, like, it was the opposite for Boytown, to be honest, because we were kind of... We had planned all this stuff to happen with our studio, and it's just obviously sitting there empty at the minute because you can't get into it. And we we had started the 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 saying "Make Boytown Great Again" because we we're just trying to like bring it back to the to the glory days. And uh-huh. we were worried about there being a big dip. Sorry, during the coronavirus pandemic, but yeah. um, and has uh, there been one? No, I think people are actually getting behind it more and enjoying it on the zoom because every week they're getting it more and the, the views are going up and it's you know it's surprising so i kind of feel like we're glad we did it but i do get your point that at the same time we thought fuck it'll be hard to do but the people are still enjoying it and we're still on route to make boy hunt great again like so it's that's definitely, great but again dying to get back in the studio like because we got it all up and ready to go before for a shake right Richie when will you meet up again because it's like because right now, the, like you're allowed to like meet up with six people, so it's like, would you but it's not inside. That? Or, um, it has to be yeah. outside, yeah. So again, like once we're allowed to meet inside, again we need me, Shane, and then Ben. We could socially distance at the end of the table each. You know what I mean? You could do that. It'd be grand. But again, I'm a good boy. I like to wait until I've been given clearance by the government. Yeah, because like, this is what's fucking me off. I like, see people going having parties and doing all this shit. It's annoying me because the only thing I want is to be able to get my child looked after by my fucking parents, you know what I mean? Just to get a break. Yeah. And when people are partying and fucking throwing, going to the beach and all, I'm just like, you fuckers, like, you're wrecking this for me. And it really gets, you know, there could be radios bounced off people's sponsors right and quickly. That's how <laughs> fucking angry I get, right? Richie Laird has said, I've been having a real problem with the sun hitting my back garden throughout the day. Could McCann come and stand at the bottom of the garden and use his meatloaf to block out the rays? <laughs> what a stupid cunt. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, Richie. I'm biting back now. I've had enough of these <laughs> fucking fathead jokes for these stupid cunts. <laughs> I'll, I'll just fly straight onto it. Bon dia. This is from Marie Miller. Bon dia, book boys. First of I wouldn't all, joke a bit. No, he's not. He means it. Happy birthday to Northern Ireland's best 19-year-old female-looking gymnast bastard. Uh, secondly, welcome to the community, Loaf McCann. I'm sure the <laughs> citizens will make you feel welcome. 
Last but not least, thank you, Papa Bear, for keeping this train moving with your hard work and dedication. Hey. Nice, man. Um, but here, lads, have you ever watched The Undertaker's documentary? I actually haven't, and uh, Dolan was telling me about it, saying how fucking classic it is, so I really want to sit mm-hmm. down and watch it. But I've actually been working my way through, like, as a way to, like, kill time during lockdown. I went from, like, the start of the Monday Night Wars, uh-huh. and this was, like, a, this was obviously, like, a better idea than execution, yeah. where you're like, right, I'll sit down and watch the start of the Monday Night Wars up until they ended, which was, like, 1995 to 2001. And mm-hmm. then I realized, oh, but that means I have to sit and watch like a year worth of 1995 wrestling, which yeah. was terrible. <laughs> but it's actually so shit that it's amazing. That would be like the movie, The Room. Yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like WCW, basically. Brother. Um, Michael Hamley has said, if comedy wasn't an option, what would your dream career paths be? I'm going to follow up the last question and say, I actually thought about this recently that I would want to be a mortician. Like, <laughs> if it wasn't like, if it wasn't, the, what would I get into? Like, if I were to go back, I'd be like, yeah, do that. You know, that'll be mortician. People, have you seen those fuckers' cars? They're rolling on fucking dubs. Sweet. Like, the, I've never seen a poor undertaker. Have you? They're so, oh, not dubs. They're players, like. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um... I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to be a DJ. Like a superstar <laughs> DJ. Like like a Vici? N- n- dead? No. no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like DJ, no. like, your, like your dad? No, like <laughs> somewhere <laughs> between the middle ground of a Vici and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Who even is that middle ground? Skrillex? <laughs> Like, I would just like to DJ like a hip-hop night somewhere and just play like tunes. Oh, you'd like to be like Westwood? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. That's the middle ground. Yeah. Between Avicii and my dad, Westwood. You'd be west of Irelandwood? <laughs> west throne. <laughs> west of the Bam. <laughs> west of the Bamwood. <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of DJs, did you see the David Guetta thing that he did? What was that? David oh, wait, no. I did. I literally talked about it in the podcast this week. The George Floyd thing. Yeah, where he remixed the Martin Luther King speech. Hey, guys, yeah. this one is for Black Lives Matter. You're like, yeah. like, this is what we're saying about, about people from foreign countries not quite getting it. <laughs> like, yeah. David Canada. <laughs> He's just slightly missed the mark on that, but I, I, I yeah. enjoyed it. And last question is from Jack Rice, and he said, oh no, which powerful figure had Jeffrey Epstein killed? I feel like Trumpy was involved in that kind of like, you know, uh, Epstein's wee fantasy island. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's Epstein, I'm glad he's dead. You know, everyone's like, oh, fucking Epstein didn't kill himself. Obviously he didn't, but fuck him. You know, he's a rotten bastard. He's a nonce. Yeah, he's just a fucking nonce, yeah. That's the hashtag that should kick off, Epstein's a nonce. <laughs> hashtag Epstein's a nonce. <laughs> Stupid nonce bastard, yeah. 
But that's it. I watched the documentary about him, and it's just like I just hate this guy. He's just a fucking stinking yeah bastard. And I mean, yeah, he didn't hide his intentions too well, did he? Not at all. Would you like to come and massage my cock? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jeff. <laughs> Give you a grant. Right, okay, get your wab out now. Come on, let's do this. Second, <laughs> I need to get home for Sesame Street. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like, do you think Soder took a trip to Epstein's Island? <laughs> Ricky Soder? <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, probably because that girl he's dating now, whenever Epstein was kicking about, would have very much been... About seven, yeah, so it made sense. <laughs> and when you and when you said kicking about, you mean raping? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, Epstein is a non-rapist, doesn't he? That's, that's, I mean, that's that's the nicest way I've ever heard pedophilia <laughs> be described. Is when he was kicking about. No, I meant I didn't mean the act was kicking about. I meant when he was on the scene and not dead. You know, <laughs> on the <Yeah>. scene. <laughs> oh. Tell you what. Two scenes. Three scenes you take a keen interest in is the comedy scene, the boy band scene, and the non scene. <laughs> and I mean, listen. I don't know what I'm gonna say after that. I it's like <laughs> I was about to go, listen, fair play to him. He found a niche that he was into and he ran with it, you know. But I mean, the guy would have been like a, an invertebrate. You know, like he'd have been like a fucking mollusk. He was so massaged, yeah. he'd be so loose all the time. <laughs> Any wonder his neck broke. That's probably the thing. People were like, he did hang himself, but he's just so fucking relaxed. He had no muscle to protect his neck. He's massaged. He's extra much Armstrong. Yeah. He's just, unfortunately, his neck didn't stretch too well. He's fucked himself. That's it. He's just too relaxed. You know? Hashtag Epstein's oh months. Right? That's the end of the questions. And, um, this has been the world's longest podcast, but it's been great. So, um, just in in part, and I want to say thank you very much for coming on the Boy Town podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for um, having me here. And I hope, uh, yeah, and this was I hope Shane doesn't come back. No, I hope uh, you could you come back again sometime. Is there anything you would like to plug yourself? You've some big shows coming up, your own podcasts. Let loose. Uh, Ulster Hall next year, June next year. It's going to be fucking two years in the making at this point. And then also, if you could tune in to the Dirt Civil podcast whenever it comes back, but for the time being, to get your podcast fixed, listen to my show, Stop the World, with Arne McCann, and also Tim Gallagher's show, The Civil Show. What, have you a hashtag for him? Like, hashtag fuck Tim? Or? Tim's a nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good way to end it. I'll just stop the recording here. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs>